with you. And also with you. Where two or three are gathered, there am I also. We will sing boldly this morning as our opening hymn is hymn number 435, Come to Calvary's Holy Mountain. Let us rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, 
I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this your confession, I by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue with the intro to our worship insert. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning, and though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the readings. The 
Old Testament reading for the fourth Sunday in Lent is from Isaiah chapter 12. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for through you, for thou you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let his let this be uh, made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy. O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's now turn to the worship insert and uh, turn to the gradual. Oh, come, let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, dispensing the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The epistle is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. For even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regarded him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconcili reconciliation. That is, in Christ God, once reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting us to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us rise. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 15th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. 
Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into the fields, into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to Thee, O Christ. We confess our faith by words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. And we'll continue with our hymn of the day.
so that he gave his only son the lost to save that all who would in him believe should everlasting life receive Christ Jesus is the ground of faith who was made flesh and suffered death all then who trust in him alone are built on this chief cornerstone God would not have the sinner die his son with saving grace says nigh his spirit in the all sins which you have done and justified by Jesus' blood your baptism grants the highest good if you are sick if death is near this truth your troubled heart and cheer Christ Jesus saves your soul from death that is the firmest ground of faith let us rise glory to God the Father Son and Holy Spirit three in one two Trinity be praised now and eternally. You may be seated, and this time we'd like to invite the children to come forward for a brief children's message. think you know I, I wonder if he might be a little mad that we moved him in the service today you guys want to see Elmo today yeah I, I, I kind of do too you guys ready ready here we go here we go let's do it one more time ready? one two three good morning Elmo yeah well forgot about me. I can't believe that. You know what it's like to be forgotten? Can you? I couldn't believe it. 
man. You know what? I, I could... Have you guys ever been forgotten before? Huh? Has anybody ever forgot? Somebody forgot about you? Oh, for, oh my goodness. How does that make you feel when you get forgotten, huh? Oh, thumbs down, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, thumbs down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, if I had real thumbs, I could do that too, but I can't, you know. So, you know, I, I got to tell you. What were you thinking? You know, I was thinking, well, you know, how about we move it like right before the sermon, and then I'll read the lesson, and then, oh, excuses, excuses, excuses. I know, I know, you know, I got to, I, he just plain old forgot about me today. Man, somebody as great and wonderful as me, and he completely forgot about it. Well, Elmo, I really didn't forget about you. It might have seemed like I had forgotten about you, but I really hadn't forgotten about me. You just moved me in the service. Well, yeah, I just moved you in the service. You know, did you guys think he forgot about me? No, you knew I was coming out. You knew he was going to get me out. Oh, whew, I wish you guys would have told me that. Because I was like, you know, planning to move. I called a realtor to sell the box and everything. You know, I was getting set up and everything to get out of here, you know. So, well, that's great to know that I hadn't been forgotten. You know, I bet you, I bet you he's going to share with you more about Christ and everything. Hey, I'll see you later, okay? Bye, guys. You know, Elmo was kind of worried today, wasn't he, that, you know, that, that we might have forgotten him today. You know, did, did you guys think we were going to forget Elmo today? No, you, you did, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, no, we wouldn't forget Elmo. But you know, sometimes it kind of seems like, you know, in our lives when things get really bad or really tough, that, you know, maybe God has forgotten about us or we seem kind of lonely or, you know, like, okay, where's Jesus at today? You know, things aren't going really good. But you know what? What did we, you know, and we learned in our gospel lesson today, you know, about the prodigal son and returning home and how much the father loved his son and his children. You know what? In the very same way, God also loves you guys. He never forgets about you, and He always loves you and provides for you and cares for you. That's what our Father in Heaven does for us. You know, in our epistle lesson today, we learned above all one of the greatest ways in which our Father provides for us. And what did He do for us? Do you remember what God, our Father in Heaven, did? Back behind us. Who did He send? Who, and who died on the cross? Yeah, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. You know what? He never forgot us for one moment, even to the point that He was going to give us His life on the cross and to conquer death for us in the resurrection. Let's pray, okay? Dear Jesus, You have called me as Your children. Continue to be with me each and every day that your presence, that your presence in my life is always there. Help me to share with others about your everlasting presence. About your everlasting presence. In your name, I pray. Amen. You guys may return to your seats, and we're going to go on, continue on with our sermon this morning.
The text for today's sermon for the fourth Sunday after Lent is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is our text. The title for today's sermon is, The Perfect Sacrifice of Sin. We seem to have some comparisons going on, not just here in our text, but throughout the scriptures. And it's these comparisons of what I would call three different perspectives. Perfect versus imperfect versus dead. Three different views of who we are and how we understand ourselves. Separated. That's a word that is somewhat difficult to, to really get our, our head wrapped around sometimes. To be truly and honestly separated. And the opposite of that separation that we have in our text is reconciliation. This morning, I, you know, I, hopefully the, the message kind of got across, or the idea, or the illustration there, regarding the children's sermon, and where that was going to manifest itself was, or if we were even going to have one. Is it because there's just really only a, a couple kids here today that we, we don't need to have a children's sermon? Is it really important for just two or three or, or four of our young ones? Or maybe that there's just not too many people in church today due to the weather. That there would be modifications. Maybe you, you might be thinking, well, are we going to get the entire 15 to 18 minute sermon today? Because, well, there's really just a handful of us here, all things considered. You know, and we all know the, the old illustration that's been used several times in the agricultural industry and in the farming industry pertaining to the one cow that showed up to the feeding trough versus the one person that came to church. you give just the one person everything? Do you give everything just to the one cow? Well, certainly can put a smile on our face, but really, this is about life and death and salvation and the forgiveness of sins. 
even if it's just one person, we still got to deal with what it means to be an enemy of God. And that destructive nature of sin in our lives. And that it, it, not that it makes us imperfect and that we do bad things. But sin completely kills us. It makes us dead. And even some of those qualifiers that, that we'll hear on occasion regarding sin and death. Well, it makes you like you're dead. No, that's not what sin does. That's not what Adam and Eve brought into this world. Adam and Eve brought death into this world. Dying. No life. Adam and Eve brought true separation into the world. Completely cut off. No longer part of. Hidden. Not revealed. So Paul writes to this church at Corinth a second time in the book of 2 Corinthians. Because he had just dealt with them in the first book, well, the first Corinthians, because they hadn't d dealt faithfully with sin, and they were engaging in idolatrous behavior, and they were combining everything of the world in with their own philosophies and their own teachings, and putting that all together, mixing it up with Christianity. And then in the second letter to the church at Corinth, we see another problem. Is that, that they weren't forgiving. They weren't going to reconcile with those that had repented of their sins and had changed their ways and were washed and cleansed. They were no longer enemies of God. And so he lays it out to them. This is what God has done through Christ. This is what Christ has done. That He has washed them and cleansed them. That God has reconciled the world to Himself in Christ, through Christ, and by Christ. That they are washed clean and now belong to God. Each of you, myself, and our own sinfulness are enemies of God. Separated and cut off. But you see, that's not where God was going to leave us. Alone and abandoned. No, God had a better plan. And just as Paul writes out and lays out to the church at Corinth, so also He lays out to us today. It might seem like we've been abandoned. It might seem like we've been lost. It might seem like our world has been flipped upside down. It might seem like our family is sometimes falling apart. Our decisions that are made just don't seem to pan out the way we want them to. We might be carrying tremendous guilt with us. I always liked in, in TLH, the old red hymnal, the, the old, old one from back in 41. We're in the, the corporate prayers that would say, and forgive us of our sins of our youth. And Sunday after Sunday, as, as I would hear that, I would hear 
also how God had removed a cross and a burden and had forgiven me. Maybe it is those behaviors from long ago that still haunt you and that Satan still brings up and reminds you of what you have done or what you have said. But God in all of His wisdom sends His Son, Jesus Christ, that perfect person in the flesh. He who knew no sin... He was sinless. He was not dead, but alive. Who had absolutely, or should have had absolutely, no fear of going to the cross and to be punished for something he did wrong, goes to the cross. And in that death, he becomes sin. And sin is crucified. And sin is nailed to the cross. But it's not His sin. It's your sin. It's your condition. It's your separation. It's your deadness that He takes. And He nails that right to the cross. And He says, for you, my dear children, is forgiveness, is life everlasting, and is salvation. He has reconciled you to God. He has not abandoned you. He has not forgotten about you. He has not left you. He has not said, Eh, fooey on you. You're not worth it. No, quite the opposite. He says, You are absolutely worth it. I love you in this way, and this is how I love you. I'm going to die and pay the price for all of your sins. I am going to reconcile you to my Father in heaven. I'm going to place on you a robe of righteousness. I'm going to call you my children. I'm going to declare you my brothers. I'm going to say you are mine. And I'm going to stand you before my Father in heaven with all of my perfection all over you. And so that as my Father in Heaven looks upon you, He sees not your sins and iniquities, but He sees my sacrifice. And He sees all my perfection. And He sees my righteousness that has been imputed and has been given to you and placed upon you. That you are clean. A perfect sacrifice has taken place. That perfect sacrifice of sin. Our Savior Jesus Christ, He died for you. It's in that last verse of our text today that really drives home the point of the Gospel. God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that with the result in Him we might become the righteousness of God. That's who you are. The righteousness of God. He equips you. He enables you. He sends you out beyond these walls as His ambassadors, declaring the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, declaring the forgiveness of sins, declaring righteousness, God's righteousness that He has placed upon you. 
Our Father in Heaven has not abandoned you. He has not forsaken you. And He has not left you. He calls you. He gathers you. And He forgives you as His children. Amen. Let us rise. And now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We continue with the offertory. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Amen. You may be seated for the offering. Let us rise for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, each according to their needs. Father of all mercies, You are the one that calls us and reconciles us unto You through Your Son, Jesus Christ. As You bring us together this day, Lord, we implore You that You be with all who are unable to attend church this morning for various reasons. We lay before You our shut-ins of this congregation and ask that You be with them, placing upon them Your comfort and Your peace. We pray for Elizabeth Welp, June Jensen, Harry Eckberg, Robert Parasette, Lillian Peters, Bonnie Davison, Bonnie Canise, and Vi Wall.
Give to each of these people, your children, your servants, your peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all mercies, you are the one who watches over us and grants to us healing and strength during difficult times. We ask, Lord, that you be with Elizabeth Welp, who was hospitalized this past week, and also with Darlene Rock, who underwent hip surgery, who went, underwent surgery on her hip for a broken hip. Give to both of these ladies restoration, strength, and health. Lift them up and sustain them throughout these days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty and merciful Father, you are the author of life and the author of life everlasting. We ask, Lord, that you be with the family of Jack Beverlin, who now rests with you in the heavenly realms. Be with his family, and especially with Gary and Vi, giving them peace and comfort. As plans are, are made for travel with the family, place upon them your guardian angels, and watch over and protect them so that no harm comes their way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good and gracious Father, you are the one who watches over all people at all times and in all places. We implore you, Lord, that you be with Gary Adler, the father of Brent Adler. Lay on him strength and healing as he makes as he continues to to be strengthened for to receive chemotherapy. Give to him peace and grant to him patience throughout these days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, you are the one who does provide protection and comfort over all people. We implore you, Lord, that you be with those who serve in our armed forces and pray especially for Jordan Stover, Stober, who is serving in the Air Force. Send your guardian angels to watch over and protect him, guide and lead him each and every day so that he may know of your unfailing presence and your protection that you bestow upon him. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lay all of these prayers before you, plus those which are upon our hearts through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, as He taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We continue with the salutation and the benedictimus on page 201. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.
You may be seated for our closing Take a few moments to greet those in our midst and to welcome our visitors that are with us today. Morning, Jotham. Good to see you today. Love you too. Bill, good morning, sir. Rosie, good morning, sir. Good morning, Norman. Good to see you, brother. I just have some announcements here this morning. Um, today, uh, LLL Rally at Haxton. Where's Norman? Norman, is that still on? All right. So the, the Lutheran Layman's League Rally at Haxton. Registration starts, I have, at 3.30 or 3? 
3.30. Okay, at 3.30 this afternoon, and uh, so um, up at uh, Emmanuel and Haxton. Midweek services this week, 5.30, supper. Elders are preparing the supper for this week. Um, also, I do have uh, um, two more announcements. This one I'll, I'll put in the bulletin here. I'll be speaking with Jane this week, but we'll... I, I say this um, this way. Familiarize yourself, if you would, with the extension calvaryray.org. Okay? And the reason I ask that is because we're, going, we're getting our website up and going, and we're going to be changing our email addresses to like pastor at calvaryray.org, office at calvaryray.org, www.calvaryray.org, etc. And so there'll be um, a, a, a variety of information available to you there at the website, calendars, uh, sermons, worship services, stuff like that, um, as well as links and uh, another piece. So just um, kind of keep that in mind, calvaryray.org. That's one. The other announcement is... Um, and uh, looking again, you know, this past year, most ministries went down to Guatemala. Uh, we realized that to try to take this from August forward is a bit of a challenge uh, in terms of time. If you are interested in participating in a mission trip next January, I'll probably have a meeting at the end of this month um, to start making preparations for that. And that way we don't have to meet... As it was a little crazy um, trying to go from about September to put this all together. So just start praying and meditating about that um, and watch the bulletin uh, for further announcements. Are there other announcements this morning? Seeing none, we welcome you all here this morning and pray this worship service has been a blessing for you.